podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wilmot means life after cancer to me. Wilmot means hope to me. Help the Wilmot Cancer Institute find advances that move us toward more cures. Join us for UR Medicine's Wilmot Warrior Weekend and walk, run, or cycle in honor of those affected by cancer. All money raised goes toward life-saving research and survivorship programs. Leaving cancer in the dust. Register or create a team today at warriorweekend.urmc.edu. to the five-year plan pod extra following a two-all draw at the taxpayer stadium against West Ham. Uh, Palace coming from behind twice to get the point uh, with a really impressive s- uh, second half performance after a little bit disappointing first half. Um, I'm here with Julian Chenery. How are you doing, Julian? Uh, good evening. Well, I'm delighted to be here for the second gate crash of the season at yet another superb riverside, waterside restaurant with Selzy and uh, you, Rob. Uh, it's very theatrical. Brown's uh, is a very theatrical Covent Garden restaurant. And we are in the East End of London version. And it's a very, very, very good end to the day. Wonderful. And um, I'm also here with Adam Sells, as, uh, as Julian said. How are you doing, Ju- uh, Adam? Very well, thank you, sir. Happy to uh, be home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was it was a it was a good performance in the end. I think we're, we're, we have to put a lot of emphasis on the quality of the second half performance. But in the end, but I think that the first half was a bit of a problem, wasn't it, Adam? What were your thoughts on on how we played in the first half, and then give us a little bit of your thoughts about the second half as well. Um. I thought the first half we looked very poor in all honesty we were we didn't move the ball quickly enough we didn't pass the ball forwards enough and you know it's it, it, it looked like the Chelsea game a lot and the periods of the Brentford game where we're losing possession too cheaply and and it's and I say losing possession it's one thing losing possession but there were so many instances of losing possession unopposed even, you know, where it was just sloppy or, or slow or, you know, poor decisions made. And I think, it, you know, the, as we went in at half-time, I, I didn't see really much of a way back particularly. We'd done nothing in the game to suggest that we were going to find our way back. But um, I thought the second half turned actually strangely that uh, the incident with Christian Benteke charged down uh, the clearance and, and, and had a run at goal seemed to sort of suddenly liven everyone up and galvanise us a little bit and um, soon after we scored which then gave us a sort of um, a level of confidence that we hadn't seen really at any point this season only to concede again a cheap goal I'm saying that from our perspective but I would say to you that 
all the goals were cheap from both sides today and you, we, I'd have been disappointed to concede our goals as well if I was a, a West Ham fan um, obviously you're always disappointed to concede any goal but I think they were probably all very very uh, preventable let's say they weren't you know, if you're looking from our, our perspective, Conor Gallagher's second goal is real clever feet and it's a great finish. But if you're from a West Ham perspective, you're asking, how's that even possible? Really, three players around him in the box, nowhere to go, and it ends up in, in the back of their net. So, but I thought we did well to respond to going behind again. And two minutes after going behind, we were level. So we didn't allow the disappointment or the game to run away from us and actually the header at the end from Gehi is a guilt edge chance five yards out and we probably should have come away winning the game uh, but I think that would have been undeserved on the balance overall I think we've scored with our only two shots on target um, but it was a, a, a you know a, I would have taken a point beforehand given the work in progress at the moment and the, the fact that Crystal Palace don't start their season until the 1st of September generally in the Premier League so um, I think we'll, we'll say that uh, we're coming away pleased but with plenty to work on I mean notably you know for me the same issues have, that have existed in all of the games so far are very prevalent I'm not I'm not turning up, I, I think it would be fair to say, week to week and being surprised by things that I'm seeing, it's everything I thought I knew and it's you know, to play this way you're going to need dynamic fullbacks and Tyrick Mitchell hasn't shown that and Wardy not at this stage, that's a problem Will Hughes playing in front of the back four if that's what he's going to do may help I don't know whether physically that's going to work in terms of a defensive screen and protecting the, the two centre backs but if you want to play that's maybe what you're going to have to do um, and you know fortunately we were able to get uh, Jordan Ayo and Wilfred on the ball in the second half and able to contribute something to the game after sort of struggling to make much impact as they in the previous games through starvation to a degree really and, and a lack of fluency in our game and it is very sticky and very stodgy at times so as I've said all along you know, parts of it are, are Frank De Boer-esque in the sense that we're uncomfortable and and it looks slow and and you know it's not hurting the opposition, but there are signs in parts that are you know this is better and there there's something to do. But I think, in all honesty, it's all going to depend on the personnel. Once you have Eze available, is comfort and ability on the ball should help us massively um, but and Elise too but you know I've banged on non-stop about the need for reinforcements and I would still on top of Will Hughes like to see three more forward players brought in ideally I'd like to see a left back but in the absence of Nathan Ferguson at right back I think given where we are at the moment, 
Nathaniel Klein and Jeffrey Schlupp on each side may uh, may provide us with a little bit more of a dynamic, uh, free-flowing um, option in terms of fullbacks that can join. I mean, essentially, what what the manager is trying to do is get fullbacks to make a front five and get outside of the 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 two. The, 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 the sorry the front three and then get the two number eights or at least one of them in the box and one of them ringing the box whilst the number six in inverted commas as they're called now sits in with the with the two centre halves to 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 give us our protection on the counter. So again, there's nothing wrong with the principle and Palace wanting to change the way that they play, but in order to do so, you need the right personnel. And we're still a little bit off that at the moment. And we're going to need to change a few things with what we have already. And then hopefully add some real pace up the top of the pitch, both centrally and wide, to, 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 so we can stretch teams and, 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 and be more of a threat, really, which... You know, we, we've struggled with chances, really, and making working the opposition's keeper enough in the game so far. So I thought, you know, we, there was some progress at Watford the other night, and I didn't think generally we were poor there, but we, we didn't, you know, we lacked that cutting edge that we know about. We didn't finish the game off and had our pants pulled down at the end. Um, but there is... If you can get the personnel and the balance right, I think we might um, we might start to see the turn or the tide turning in terms of what we're trying to achieve. But it's not easy, and you've got to get the players right if you're going to do it, because otherwise, trying to play with the fullbacks that we have at the moment in the fashion we are is going to be difficult. I need to stress that the fullbacks in the modern era are the playmakers, really. They're the most important players if you want to play this, this way. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson for Liverpool are that case in point. And, um, and I think that... Um, I think when Liverpool won the title, their midfield three, although good, was still reasonably workmanlike, is how I would describe it. It wasn't full of outstanding, incredible talent, but they had a fantastic front three, an incredible centre-half and goalkeeper, but two full-backs that bomb up and down and create and create and create and create opportunity. And that's where we're going to need to get to. Do you, do you think that Mitchell looks a little bit timid at the moment especially in, I thought in the first half he was poor just in terms of he almost the focus for him seemed to just be purely on the defensive and it was almost as if in the second half he almost realised by going forward it actually gave West Ham a lot more to think about too Do you, what, what, was your, what were your thoughts on that I thought, I thought Palace looked a little they looked you know Patrick Vieira mentioned that in the first half we played with our, with, with our hands on the handbrake and it kind of felt that way and it the, the the fact that West Ham scored when they did kind of it, it was coming wasn't it wasn't it Julian yeah I, I, I get your point I think Tariq first of all Tariq and, and um, Wardy uh, as Selzy as said they're not really the kind of fullbacks we desire but Wardy you got to give so much praise to that guy he's doing stuff which is sort of out of his comfort zone and he's not letting us down Tariq 
is that the third game he's played in front of a big crowd, massive crowd, really great stadium today. And yes, I felt in the first half there was a lack of confidence, and, a, and it's not as if we were sitting back, but they were doing more defensive work and mental um, uh, work around the game. Tyrick and Bobby Moore, both, I think we counted the passes, three misplaced passes in the first half. You wouldn't expect that from Gabe. Uh, and and Tyrick may be a bit under pressure. I think that's certainly the case. Second half, he certainly played more forward and linked better. And as a result, we were better. Whether that is before, whether we, we, we played more forward all the time, but certainly Tyrick... Uh, attacking that side helped Wilf and helped the left-hand side far, far more. I think it's a case of experiential. I think it's a place of playing those games in front of those crowds in the system we're playing. And I felt it was Watford was good the other night, although we didn't have a goal threat, we didn't win. But I felt this is another nudge up. The first half, to be fair, slow, bit sludgy, but it was solid. And I, I the, the, the the cornerstones at the back felt to me they they were doing a good job. But the transformation in the second half was a joy to behold. It was. For me, it was. I think the problem in the first half was Palace were just a, just too predictable. You know that, that you you knew that we would get the ball, our defenders would pick it up, and we would try and go long. The midfield would kind of plod around a little bit. It was just a bit stodgy. It was. It was. It, you know. It was. It was a little bit slow and, and kind of ponderous. Um, and I, I think Kiate was to blame for a lot of that. I think the problem with Kiate, I was saying to you. Um, during the game is that I think when you've got a guy who's spent most of last season and, and uh, playing as a yeah, centre-back he, he's playing with the mentality of a centre-back rather than of, of that kind of midfield pivot which is what they wanted where you want you want Kiate to pick the ball up with his, his face to goal but you want him to turn and make that you know find other players around him in a way that he wasn't doing and I think that that really showed today um, but we should we, let's let's focus on the 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 second half because I think that deserves a lot of credit yeah. Palace Palace came out with intent but there was as, as Adam said that moment with Benteke it changed the dynamic of the game because I think not only did it set Palace on a bit more of a attacking trajectory but it, it resulted in West Ham being a little bit scared and being you know kind of feeling like oh wait they've got they you know they, they might have the better of us here and it it, it, it it proved itself when we equalised, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, first of all, well played the Palace fans. I think uh, uh, the West Ham, the, the atmosphere in the stadium in the first half was sensational. I've never been here before, and uh, I, it, it, I was nearer the pitch than I was at Newcastle with you at that time. Um, um, it's a great stadium. It's great before the, uh, before the game, the howling hops or whatever, uh, beer at 9%, and then uh, uh, the street food all around is sensational. It, it's really good. It, it, it's a shame some of the seats are long from the pitch but great atmosphere Palace fans were sensational in the second half Rob I think we pointed this out how many times when West Ham were taking a goal kick did we have six men in their half and that uh, and the way we had it seemed like we had more confidence and it seemed like they the, the, the self-belief had grown having gone having played a, 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 again a slow ponderous sludgy first half but they were in the game and Roy would have said the same let's be in the game and then take it to them and I, it felt to me that we 
we, we had a change of ma- mindset and mentality and we were more positive and of course the goal first goal of the season first points of the season fans were on fire especially you Rob that seemed to want to not only just standing on the seat but I did see you run towards the West Ham section and there was a, I've got a great photo of you with your your hands to your ears as if you scored a goal in celebration and it's a magnificent photo and I will circulate that to certain people and the police <laughs> um, just to defend myself uh, I shouldn't ever get a seat next to the, the home fans because it's just it's trouble and, and I, I hold my hand up I acted well, a little two bit hands, to be two fair, hands one to each ear Rob I, uh, I acted a little bit like a, uh, a, a hoodlum a, a yob. Rob the yob not quite a hooligan but you know I was I was enjoying the enjoying the moment more than I probably should have been um you don't do that sort of behaviour in the press box. <laughs> this is true, I don't. I, and, that, and in fairness, going, going in the press box probably would have been better for me. But thanks for listening. The full podcast is available at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Podcast Network.